The whole the whole uh, team never quit mindset started for me when really when we lost our daughter, our 16 year old, and it was at, it was at that point where I realized how how short life is, and you only get one shot at this life. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching, and please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you get your show. So today, before we kick it off with our very special guests, let's go to our usual Patreon question of the day, which is, what is a new skill or hobby that you want to learn this year? For Marcus and I, we both made this kind of agreement in 2024. We're going to go back to school. We want to just e- either get a certificate or start a degree program or something. But no, we're going all the way back. We don't have to have something. <laughs> with, uh... well, are you going for your master's? We yeah. haven't we're figured it out. Yeah, sure. We doctor, haven't. Doctor, doctorate. We haven't figured it out I'll yet. Doctor in philosophy. Uh, That's what I want to go after. But we want to learn something new. We just haven't figured out exactly what it is. Real we, estate. We do. That is another uh, thing. Okay, so check it out. Yeah, go ahead. I, I took real estate classes in 2008, finished all of the classes, and never oh took the test. We'll say the story <laughs> of you and me both. Mom, say, did, say why you never got to take the test. I didn't take the test because of Hunter. Um, it's your fault, Hunter. Yeah, it's it's all of Hunter's fault. I was at the I was at the place to take the test. I had just signed in, and they tell you you have to turn off your phones and everything. I was just about to turn off my phone, and I get a text, like multiple texts from Hunter's school, that he had been in an accident and I needed to meet them at the hospital. Wow. So Hunter was playing football, um, not in a game or anything, just being silly, just before school. Throwing, the, throwing the ball before school or whatever. And he was playing barefoot on a muddy playground, and oh. his foot slid underneath chain link, and Ooh. it ripped into oh. the top of his foot, and he had Ow. to get stitches. So I never went back <laughs> after that. Hunter got stitches, and that's it. I, it's been since 2008. And I need to go. I just want to finish it. It's finishing yeah. something. Well, you're I way started. ahead of the curve already. I mean, yeah. 2024 finished what you started something. So he he started his scuba diving calls mm-hmm. oh. and didn't finish up. But our youngest have come of age now, so we're all going to go back and get it done. Yeah. That that's been on our list too. We um. We actually have a friend that has a scuba diving school class. That school wrong one together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's uh, all of our friends go scuba diving. They go on yeah. these these trips to all these great yeah. destinations. I mean, that, I think that'd be. That'd be something worthwhile pursuing for sure. I've always wanted to get my pilot license. Oh, that's I got neat. a buddy who's doing that. He started, he hadn't finished it. 
Matter of fact, Trey, if you're listening, your ass has to finish. You got to get your wings by the time 2024 is over. Are you going to do it? I mean, I. He's got a couple flying hours. Got some flying hours. You've already hours. been up? I've been up. Oh, been up. yeah. Yeah, you got to. Come on, man. I come from a long line of pilots in That's my family. That's even worse. So, so don't, I'm you not don't like, want to be the guy at the damn reunion. I'm the first generation that hasn't done it in, a, oh, in three it. generations. Okay, so. so I ran across another one of you. I'm sorry I talk like that, yeah, man. But yeah. I was thinking, you got your pilots, <laughs> your, own, your own thing with the wings and all that stuff like that. He was third generation, and he was in the middle of it. He hadn't finished. And he goes, when I go back for, like, Christmas, I get reminded. Sure. Every year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I sit at a table every Friday with a bunch of pilots, and they, they talk about this stuff. I mean, it's it's exhilarating. I mean, I don't know. Have y'all ever been up? No, I have um, no interest. <laughs> you ever been in a little little Cessna? Little... Bro, I'm, under, I'm underworld. I'm underworld. Well, I mean, I know man. you've I can, been up. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> and then there's beach right here, okay? So. I like my feet on the ground. Yeah. I'm good. Oh uh, yeah. man, those little Cessnas are that that's that's the one thing that's uh gotta get over, you know, is just being in that little small that little small plane. But yeah. If I can get if I can get past that. See, I think like if guys like if we got into that, like the the, the speed flying, the Red Bull flying. Oh yeah. If you got comfortable actually doing that, I don't think you'd get me out of there. Man, my <laughs> grandpa had a steerman. Yeah, you know what a steerman is? It's those old biplanes. Oh, uh, it's like open air. So Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, like he crowd had, dusters. Yeah, uh, yeah, just an open air biplane kind of like the red baron uh and he he would take me up when, when we were kids and and do do loops all kinds of stuff care. I, mean, I mean they flew the, <clears throat> he was a world war ii pilot planes. and he uh that's he was crazy. uh he was also a pilot for harry truman presidential pilot oh my gosh so, how cool he, he worked his way all the way up oh, to that's, that's a great story man one of the one of the Is top pilots. no he uh he passed away when i was uh 17 or 18 and uh guy that i admired my whole life i mean he's guy that I've looked up to helped raise me. Um, and he, uh, he had more flight hours than any pilot in, in that era, uh, wow. because he was, uh, not a lot of combat, but he was flying airplanes from the United States over to the theaters of war on, on both, uh, both theaters, um, mm-hmm. all, over, over to Germany and the Pacific. Um, and so he, he was certified to fly every single kind of plane that the military had. Wow. And he would just constantly be shuttling these planes back and forth to put onto the front lines and then and so he racked up all these hours he had the most experience of of any pilot and so he was chosen to be uh harry truman's pilot how cool is that I mean, back in the day before all these electronics and stuff like that like a pilot was like a driver i mean there's some people everyone can do it mm-hmm. but there are people who are really good at it and are smooth at it mm-hmm. like you wouldn't even tell you were in the air oh and then yeah there's some, you know what I'm talking about oh yeah like those are the guys that you wanted mm-hmm. yeah right. but how much combat i was like hey man how he flies is so smooth you don't even know you've left the ground or touched it. Yep, I wish uh, I wish I would have been in in that situation. When the only time I remember is, is when we were you know going up in the steerman and it was not smooth. No, those are not. It was. Uh, I think mean, that's a roller coaster yeah. for enjoyment. <laughs> kind of. Yep, yep. for so sure. Scared. But uh, no, grew up on uh, military bases. Uh, my dad was Air Force uh, Air Force officer, so moved all around the country. Um, you know, lived in Hawaii, lived in. Uh, Montana, Ohio, and then ended up in Texas. Uh, he's We're in, at Hawaii. Uh, Honolulu. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Hickam, Hickam Air Force Base. Yep. Um, awesome. I know it well. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. Uh, fortunately, I was, uh, I mean, I remember, it was my earliest childhood memories, but uh, got back over to the States, c- came to Texas uh, when I was, I guess, six or seven, and then uh, floated around from there. Um, ended up back in in the college station area where my dad and my dad's from Hearn, 
Yeah. Which is uh, just outside that's of That's where my Station. people are from. Yeah. Really? That's his yeah. people are from Hearn. No way. His yeah. mom was born in Hearn. I bet, oh, they sure I bet a lot sure of them know related. each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the book in the house. You might be cousins. <laughs> I, got the, I got the lineage in the house. That's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy uh, small world. His you have no idea. Yes, you probably do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, I see this in here, man. This this is a little wisdom coming in. It's, yeah, Robertson County. And so he... Uh, dad was uh, dad was an Aggie, so he he ended up um, going back to after he had retired from the Air Force. He he went to work for the university for the for the Corps of Cadets um, and um, did public relations there. So. She, yeah, I got like, you gonna yeah. go. You gonna do the Corps of Cadets? Not Corps of Cadets, but I am hey, going. Future to, Aggie. I have. Um, okay. I have my. I'm already committed. Nice. Awesome. Love, Congrats. Congrats. So, thank you. Did you know, fun fact, little Texas tidbit here, that Hearn, I believe it was Hearn or Caldwell, was supposed to be the home of A&M? Really? Yes. No, did not it's either that. Hearn or Caldwell. But they were supposed to actually build the university there, and somewhere, somewhere it got vetoed. Hmm. Like, the town vetoed it, and they ended up having to put it in mm. Bryan, mm-hmm. uh, College Station, and... At the time, whether it was Hearn or Caldwell, was a booming town. Yes. And after the choice to make the university move, it actually, like... But they regretted that. Yeah. It fell. The, the yeah, economy the town fell. fell apart. Yeah. Yep. When... And they, they vetoed it because it was booming so much, and they didn't... They thought that the presence of a university would just bring in you know too many kids and all that kind of stuff and they didn't want it but it ended up being a horrible decision for them Mm -hmm. that's a great university tell us how you settled in magnolia and when y'all met and about your kids and everything so we uh what brought me to houston was i'm I'm in the uh, construction residential construction industry and um my brother uh, was working down here for a builder, and um, I was finishing up school and uh, up at Texas A&M Commerce, and um, was working for a builder out there as well. And he he basically helped me get a job down here so I could be closer to family and and uh, make make more money. And um, so that's what brought us to Houston. Uh, we kind of uh, when we first moved here, uh, we moved to Spring, and so we lived in Spring, Texas first. Then we lived in Tomball, and and then we've been back in Spring for what maybe. 12 years, 13 years. Yeah. And so, um, uh, own a business here in Magnolia. Um, and, and, uh, and we just New fell Magnolia in love. New Magnolia or old Magnolia? Well, it's kind of all over Magnolia. In fact, it, it was, um, it's your mafia. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it's, it's a weird we live thing. in the best spot. Those towns you named are all great. <clears throat> We've actually, I feel like we got, we're old country out here, man. It's awesome. It's great. The people out here, we love working with them. Uh, we actually moved our offices to the woodlands, but it's, um, it's, you know, it's all place. I mean, it's, it's great. Grown up. It's it's that mall, the way that whole town with the, the river walk and everything is amazing. Oh, it's incredible. And they're trying on, to they're trying to world, do that in Spring. Exxon World, whatever. yeah, yeah Springwoods. Springwood. They're trying to do the. They're trying to duplicate that in Spring in Springwoods, which is um, just technically Spring, but it's all. I mean, it's all it's all one one big place. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, that place is unbelievable. It's, it you, is. When you, talking about Exxon? Yeah. That whole, when, oh. The structures, when you walk in there and that the size of that building with the waterfall, it looks is, like something out of the Avengers. It is uh, next world. Probably what it's from, actually, knowing <laughs> the Exxon boys. They yeah. probably built that to specs. That, that thing is, uh, yeah, it's like the eighth wonder of the world, man. It's it, the, the money that Exxon has, oh, man, it's incredible. Back what, in the day, what the business, towns, yeah, What business do you have? 
Uh, we do outdoor living, uh, which is basically just uh, custom backyards. Oh, Everything cool. from pools to patios to outdoor kitchens and just kind of the backyard, the outdoor living, you know, yeah. uh, trying to improve people's quality of life. I mean, a lot of people want to, especially here in Houston, want to live out outdoors and, and be in their backyard and be outside. And so we just kind of build them a space that... So can you help them with the idea or do they have to have one? No, we do all the design Everything. for them. I mean, we, we have uh, some great designers that do so the 3D modeling. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi in the backyard. Like you Man, you know, that's... Fun? Yeah. Is that so, what you're telling me? Because you're telling me that, bro. If I'm speaking your language, I, I just... You're, you're definitely speaking Miyagi. I was right. born in Okinawa. So, okay. Uh, got some, my dad was actually, I actually lived knew there. That. That's why I threw that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's in the classified yeah, it's file. Yeah, intense, right? Yep. That's my file right there. Yep. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's um, I would love to build something like that. That's some... We've That's had some... Marcus's dream. Bro. I mean, dream the, the, to have some something like Mr. Miyagi's uh, tea garden thing. The backyard but... from Count of Monte Cristo when he comes down in there, and then the Miyagi backyard. You can splice those two things together. It'd probably be a place to. Yeah, that's that's not, and then we'll throw Never some of the X on in there too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 We need sponsors for that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's so, so funny. Hunter took a class in um, landscape design in, at LSU. Did landscape architecture? Yeah, <laughs> he was. That's pretty fun. That is that yeah. is pretty cool. Fun. It's called hard work. I did it my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, started down that road. You know, uh-huh. I started down that road of architecture and um, you know, school of architecture and all that. And I just, um, you know, I enjoyed it, but I don't think I would have been able to make a career out of it and, and sitting. I like to be outside too. You yeah, know, I like to be outdoors and and so uh, sitting there on a computer all day just wasn't in my my future but yeah it's incredible you know it's a different type of human we're, we're different there's some yeah. of us down mm-hmm. here can't do that it takes a special person it, not we physically cannot do it but the whole thing that goes into being able to sit there and repetitively do that over and day over in, day out, day in day out for years is right. it's it, t- it takes a special individual mm-hmm. and and we need those individuals i never talk smack right you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> never talk smack about it. i will no. keep my ass outside with you yep. and the hard yep. work yep. as long as you do yours and we keep that mutually exclusive i mean respect. they're the ones that have the vision man and they they uh they, they, and then, and then people like us just make it, make it happen. But it's what's the name of your business? Uh, it's Magnolia Patio and Pool. Okay. Yep. All right. One of the highest rated in the area. So awesome. Take a lot of pride in what we do. But um, been in business fourteen years. Uh, but you know the the whole the whole uh, team never quit mindset started for me when, um, really really when we lost our daughter mm-hmm. and um, our sixteen year old. And it was at it was at that point where I realized how how short life is, and you only get one shot at this life. And you know, I, I was like, I've seen a, a lot of my friends that were way less smart than me, le- uh, weren't as hard work hard hard as workers as me, uh, doing doing way bigger things. And I was like, why why can't that be me? Mm-hmm. You know that that. And so that that's when that's when I really decided to grow my company, and um, and things really took off for it. And, and at the same time. We were also building a, a foundation in our daughter's in our daughter's name, and so we've been kind of doing that simultaneously over the last six years. But it's um, I talk to a lot of men when we get the situations, and they ask themselves that question. It's almost like a program in there that when that freaking phrase pops up in your in your window, then you know you've hit a, a shift. It's it was it was a like a light switch went off, you know, um, or on. Is it off or on? Uh, went yeah. on. <laughs> it came on. Uh, I mean, it just um, it was like an awakening, man, and a, and, a, and going through something as tragic as losing a a child um, just just 
it just set up set a fire. It just set up set off a fire inside of me. And Do you mind going into the story of what happened with her? No, no, not at all. Um, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> we met. Um, he had dated a girl in Iola. She was a year younger than me, so we had mutual friends, but never really like had met, hung out. You know, were introduced until. Um, we did meet at a club <laughs> in Brian. It was at a bar. It's like at a, a bar. Like, like, a, like, a, like a good country song. Which is yeah. not there Met, anymore. At a bar. It's it's closed. But um, which one was it? It was. It was called, called Rodeo Two Thousand. Yeah. In Brian. Yeah. <laughs> it's long. This is back in the nineteen hundreds too, right? Yeah, back <laughs> yes. in the nineteen Rodeo Two Thousand back in the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, yeah, right. So we met there and uh, just started talking and just were like inseparable and then. Um, we ended up getting pregnant with Kaylee probably like a year later. And so we had her um, in 2001. And he was trying to go to school. I was trying to go to school. Um, I just was really struggling with, you know, still being basically a teenager and a mom and school and all of that. And uh, one of my teachers, they were starting a surgical tech program at St. Joseph Hospital like accreditation through them. And so I was like, that's cool. She said, you should come to the orientation. So I went and I loved it. And I told my mom and she was like, you know that that like has, you know, there's blood and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay. So I did it. I loved it. So that's what I did. And so I kind of supported him while he went to college. And then we actually got married when Kaylee was four. She was our flower girl. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, and then we kind of moved around a little bit with um, him getting a job and, and then... Transferring and, schools and, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. And I'll tell you, having kids, uh, especially at a young age, it, it definitely gives you a whole new sense of purpose. Uh, oh, it changes everything. It's, it's a game changer. I mean, she taught me how to be a, a man. And girls, the daughters are completely different. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Like there's, there's when you're at home... And there's the gap. And then as soon as that kid hits the ground, you shift. Yes. Some people can stretch that gap out. Some people start real quick. Yeah. But it, 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 it does. lit a fire under me. It does. For sure. Right? How I old mean, were I had to grow up. When you had her? Um, I was I was twenty. Okay. Got pregnant with her, nineteen, had her when I was twenty. I was twenty one yeah. when she was born. Um so and I had, you know, took off took took some time off, didn't didn't Finished school right away. I, I finished school when I was 25, mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, was kind of in and out of school. I would, you know, take breaks to work and then then go back to school, uh, take breaks, save up a little bit, go back to school, and you know, eventually finished. Um, but you know, that that girl taught me a lot about life more than I think I would have ever taught her. You know, as 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 far as learning how to love somebody other than myself, uh, you know, more than myself, and um, not that not that I didn't love Wendy. <laughs> But when it's it's different with kids. It's just yeah. it's just, different. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, especially uh, having a daughter, and um, you know, she just um, she was such a special kid from from day one. I mean, uh, she was the kind of person that would, even from a young age, she could talk to anybody. She she, she was like an adult. She would she would go in into a room and and make her presence felt. You know, she was just a, a outgoing, uh, bubbly, just. Just a, a a light, uh, just a a light in a dark room, and um, she uh, just had this big personality, this big smile, loud laugh, uh, was just just larger than life. 
It is a new year with new opportunities, but have you thought about securing your family's future? Starting this year right means the peace of mind for 2024 and beyond. Picture your family covered for expenses like mortgage and college costs. Enter Policy Genius, where comparing life insurance is an actual breeze. Their licensed experts guide you through every step of the way. And hey, if you're already a Policy Genius user, Share your story with us. We would love to hear what you have to say. Their tech lets you compare top insurers in just a few clicks. Even if you have work insurance, it may not still be enough. So starting at just $292 per year, you can have up to $1 million in coverage. Some options even offer same-day approval. Thousands trust Policy Genius for a brighter financial future. Go save time and money. Go head on over to policygenius.com for free quotes today. Don't miss out on securing your family's future tomorrow. That's policygenius.com, your partner in financial peace of mind. Yeah, she was always very witty. She was fun to pick on because she'd, you know, just give it to you right back and just laugh. Yeah. Those are the best. The ones that can do that. Yeah. When you hit them with something, they come back at it. Yeah. (laughs) They're fun to have around. Yeah. She also didn't mind being the butt of the joke. You know, if she, if whatever, if she had to make herself, um, you know, the butt of the joke to make you laugh or smile, her whole goal in life was just to make people laugh. And, um, you know, I actually got, had, a, had an opportunity to have a really deep conversation with her the week before she passed. And um, and I, I asked her, I was like, what do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered to your, to your, to your friends here in high school? She said, I just want to be somebody that, that was remembered uh, by making people laugh and smile and, and remembered for my sense of humor. So, I mean, that's kind of how she lived her life. She just really wanted to uh, make an impact, impact on others. And um, as she got older... Um, you know, she uh, never met a stranger. Um, she she was involved in a lot of lot of things, a lot of lot of charity organizations, volunteer hours, very involved in the church, uh, going on mission trips and things like that. And she loved volleyball, played volleyball. She was a four point three GPA student. Um, wanted to be a doctor. That's what she wanted to do with her life. Is a dermatologist. Be a dermatologist. Why did she want to be a dermatologist? <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, all have, girls are obsessed with skincare. <laughs> yes, that, that had a part of it. But did you ever, have y'all seen that Dr. Pimple Popper? Yes. Oh my gosh. Who when she it? found that, she was obsessed oh, and she loved it. I and I was just no, like, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. That, yeah, but I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh. She was, you say that, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that is. She so. was obsessed with that. She had eczema when she was younger. And I think it, I think it, she just always was fascinated by, by, by curing skin stuff. And, mm-hmm. and she was just, you know, really into makeup too when, when she got oh, a little yeah. older well, but, what uh, girl isn't though yeah yeah, yeah. our 11 year old is obsessed mm-hmm. with skincare she hasn't gotten into makeup yet but she is obsessed with all the moisturizers and exfoliators and i'm like i didn't know one thing <laughs> other than bar soap when i was right. 11 <laughs> yeah yeah me either but it's i think all of them are really getting into it and at a lot younger of an age too yeah it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's just the world's <laughs> yeah. opened up. She, she, mm-hmm. uh, she, she, she really just wanted to 
be able to help others and 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 uh she really was fascinated by by skincare and wanted to be a doctor but later in life uh when she got a little older she she was serious she wanted she wanted to go to A&M and she wanted to start start school there I don't know where she would have ended up but um you know after that but uh true Aggie by heart and she um she went into her junior year and it was right around the time of our son's birthday yeah, his um, birthday is the 24th, and her accident was the 28th. And so it was Halloween weekend, and she was uh, she asked if she could go to a party um, with, with some friends, and we said, sure, you know, as long as you're not drinking. Um, you know, if you, if you think that you can't handle that responsibility, if you think you, you can't go to this party and not drink, then, then don't drive. You know, we'll, we'll take you or you get a ride, whatever. Um, and so we, we thought uh, she was... We thought she was going to be driving to the party. In fact, she was getting ready. We were all getting ready. We were getting, we were going to our own uh, Halloween party with some um, some of the parents of, of uh, I, I coached youth football and and baseball at the time, and a lot of the parents were having their own little get together, little costume party. So we were all getting ready, and she was doing everybody's makeup, and um, and we we ended up leaving, and then she was she was going to leave not not long after us, and. Um, yeah, her friend came over, and it was her and her friend going, and the party was only like two neighborhoods behind ours, and we know that family very well, and the parents, you know, were going to be there, and... Yeah, it was a mile away, um, or 1.1 miles or something like that, um, so we're like, you know, just through a residential neighborhood, no no big deal. Um, well, we get a call. We're, we're, at, we're already at this other party and we have an app called life 360. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all are familiar. I'm sure we a lot of parents it. out there that are listening are very familiar with this, but, um, uh, we, we get an alert on, on life 360, but actually we got a phone call, right? Uh, it was Leah's mom saying that the girls had been in a crash and, and we looked on her phone and it, it had just gotten the alert and, um, uh, saw that she was just a couple blocks from our home. I mean, it was you know, right outside of our subdivision is a, is Rothwood drive. And there's a, there's some baseball fields right there and it's a 30 mile an hour road. And it just, just kind of goes between neighborhoods and kind of connects one neighborhood to another. So a uh, very dark road, but so we're like, okay, maybe she pulled out and got T-boned or something, you know, no big deal. We're, we're not thinking the worst. I mean, I know Wendy was, Wendy, you were probably panicking more than I was pretty calm. I was like, you know, it was, no big deal. She's trying to call Kaylee and can't get her on the phone. And, um, but I'm, I'm like, Hey, just calm down. It's going to be fine. Um, you know, and then we pull onto Rothwood drive and we see just every kind of first responder you can imagine ambulances, fire trucks, um, police cars, tow trucks, you know, all the flashing lights. And, um, and we're like, okay, this is uh this isn't, this isn't just a minor deal. Um, and, uh, you know, we jumped out, jumped out of the vehicle and took off running and, uh, towards the scene. And at the time I had a friend that worked for the fire department. I mean, he's still my friend, but, um, he was working for the fire department. He was on the scene. His name's Dustin Crager. And, um, he worked for spring fire department and, um, I saw him, he knew my daughter and I could just see the look on his face. And I knew that it was, I knew that it was bad and, 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 he, he basically was stopping me from going over there and I was just you know, screaming, where's my daughter? You know, where's Kaylee? And, and, uh, they, he just was shaking his head. Like he could, he just couldn't tell me, you know, he just couldn't bring himself to tell me. And, and, um, and I, I, 
I don't really remember, but I was told that I was taken to the ground by a bunch of first responders and, um, you know, and, and then he, he, he had to, he had to break the news to me. So, um, it just, just crushed me. I mean, it's just the, it's the worst thing that can, that I can imagine happening to, to, to a parent. I mean, it's, it's a parent's worst fear is losing a child and, um, and just, you know, to, to look over and see your, your, your baby under a, under a white sheet is just, it's just an image that I'll never, never forget. And, um, it's just something that haunts us. But, um, we didn't think it was real. I mean, I just remember Wendy the, the whole night saying, this isn't real. This isn't real. And, you know, we see a, a car that's flipped upside down and, um, it was a black vehicle. She had a black vehicle. Um, so we assumed it was, it was her vehicle. Well, we, uh, after the hours that we were on the scene and, and finally waiting for the, the medical examiner to come and, and take her away, uh, I wasn't going to leave the scene until, until that was all wrapped up. And then, and then we went back to our house, which, you know, just right around the corner, two blocks from home. And, and I see her, her vehicle in the driveway. And I was like, and, and by the way, we never lifted that sheet up. Mm-hmm. So we were just going off of what we were being told uh, that she had passed away on the scene. And so we pull up and we're like, wait a minute, her vehicle's here. Who's who, who was that? Like we were never told that she wasn't in her vehicle. And so it, at that point we're like, well, maybe this, this is just a big misunderstanding, you know? And then I don't know, about an hour later, the officer came and brought all her, all her personal belongings and stuff. Uh, and um, her purse, her, was her phone or, Mm-hmm. Her, uh, just like a, like a wad of cash, like some dot $1 and $5 bills and things. And, um, and so, you know, that was kind of, that, that's what, that's when it was just, okay, this is, this is real. So, so. she rode with a friend. So what happened? Well, I remember get, when we got on the scene and you were fighting through to get through, I turned and I looked to the side and I saw one of her friends. It was, uh, a guy and his mom and they were standing there and he just looked white as a sheep. And I was just like, why is he here? Like, how did he even know about this? I was confused, but then, you know, that like just was in the back of my mind after that. But when we, when the officer came to the house and told us, you know, that she was in the car with other kids, she wasn't driving, she was in the back seat. Um, Then we started to get like the story and, so she didn't want to drive because I guess she was like, okay, you know, might have some drinks at the party. So she and her friend Leah um, called their two of their friends, which were two guys that, you know, we've known for a long time. We're friends with them. And so they came and picked the girls up. And the driver didn't know the roads very well. So he went out the front of the subdivision and down the road and Kaylee was like no it's it's back that way so he did a u-turn and then went down that Rothwood road which was very dark very windy and um you know he didn't know the road very well and so he had kind of veered off on the curve and it you know it flipped he was going too fast around the curve um but that curve is very hard to see that there wasn't signage up uh it was Yeah, I mean, it, it was just just a dark, not, not really a striped road, and and it kind of comes up like over this hill, and then and then as uh, like as soon as you're there, you you can't see. If you're not driving the speed limit, 
it's a bad it's a bad deal. There's been multiple deaths on that curve, and mm-hmm. so uh, she wasn't the first one, and she hadn't. She there's been others since then, so it's not. Um, but you know, he was going a little too fast. He went off the road. There's a there's a driveway there with a culvert. The car hit the culvert and flipped end over end, and and she was ejected out of the back window and. But she was only the only one not buckled, so all the kids came over, you know, to the house afterwards, and one of them had a cut on his hand from trying to climb out the window. The other one had a little scrape, you know, like, I mean, that was it. That was the extent of their... And, you know, she was very good about wearing her seatbelt. I, I wasn't good about wearing my seatbelt. Um, she would always remind me to put my seatbelt on when we got in the truck, and... Um, and, uh, you know, all, all the kids had buckled up in the car when they when they got in the car, but when she got on Rothwood Drive, she wanted to take a selfie with her friend in the back seat. So she unbuckled to slide over in the back and uh, took the photo. And before she had the chance to get back in her, her seatbelt, um, or maybe, maybe, I don't know if she would have or not, but she, she had slid over to take that photo. And that's when it happened. Just a few seconds later, it, it, uh, the, the crash happened. And so... All the other kids walked away with no injuries, really. I mean, I think one of the kids cut his hand climbing out of the car, but we know she would still be here if she had her seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, a seatbelt isn't going to save save your life in, in every crash, but it certainly gives you the, the best chance to survive, you mm-hmm. know. And so your odds go up exponentially if you have your seatbelt on. And so... Um, How old was she? She was 16. She was 16. Ugh. Junior in high school, um, very uh, you know popular girl. Um, not just at her school, but just through her, you know, her work through church and volleyball and all the stuff that she did, was involved in. She had lots of friends at lots of schools, and so this was a a, a big impact on the community. Uh, and um, you know, the community had just two weeks before had lost. Uh, there was a football player that had died in in a crash a couple weeks before hers. And, um, so it was kind of a, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a bad deal for the kids. A couple days later, I was out there at the, at the, uh, at the scene of the crash and we went out there to put a cross up, you know, a wooden cross that, that we made. And, um, a few hours later, uh, got a phone call from a neighbor saying there's, there's a, there's gotta be a couple hundred kids out there at the cra- at the crash site. And, um. I said, well, let me go out there and I'm going to go out there and talk to him. And, um, I'm not a big public speaker. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been really comfortable with public speaking or anything like that or talking in front of crowds, but I just felt like these kids needed to hear a message of how important it is to, to be safe in the car and, and to speak up if somebody's doing something unsafe, have the courage to, um, when it comes to your safety, you know, have the courage to stand up and, and say something, you know, hey, slow down or, hey, put your seatbelt on or, you know, look out for each other when you're in the car. And so I, I went out there to give them a, a, a pet. They're hurting. I were hurting. Uh, and I just felt like they needed that message. And I, and it was so well received and, and, and made such a big impact. I was like, you know, I need to do this more. I need to do more of this. And um, I told them, you've got to be selfish when it comes to your safety. You know, be selfish about your safety. And it, they created this hashtag and it kind of went went wild and then um we were trying to plan our uh, a funeral for our daughter and I was trying to make sense of it you know trying to trying to find answers trying to I had 
million questions in my mind. How did this happen? What led to this? What, how, how did we get here? How many other people are impacted by this? How, how, how many other families are out there dealing with this kind of tragedy? And so I just, you know, I'm, I can't sleep, you know, I'm, I'm just, do, just doing research, trying to make sense of it. And, and I was like, uh, you know, so I did, did find out a lot of information that I didn't know before and uh, figured out what a, what, how big of a problem it really is. And, and um, I was like, wow, we need some kind of ribbon to, to use at her funeral. You know, there's, there's, you know, you see all these, there's, there's a ribbon for everything. Mm-hmm. There's a ribbon for every kind of cancer. I mean, all these, uh, all these different um, causes of death have, have ribbons. But I was like, you know, this is the leading cause of death in America for teenagers and people ages one through 54. There's got to be a ribbon out there for it. Um, but there wasn't. And so I, I created one, you know, I just started doodling and called my graphic designer, my website designer and said, Hey, I'm going to send you something. Can you, can you get this put in a digital format and, and I'm going to get a bunch of them printed for the, for the funeral. Well, uh, man, we couldn't print them off fast enough. There were thousands of them. Everybody, everybody in town wanted one. They were putting them on their cars. They were putting them everywhere and it just kind of went viral, you know, and it was, uh, it was, uh, it was then I realized, you know, there, there's, there's such a big need for this that, uh, I think the seatbelt message had gotten lost in, in the shuffle of, uh, the texting and driving. Was it remember when we were kids? It was in school. Like that in school. Yeah. Yeah. It's they don't do it in school, school anymore. anymore. They, uh, who, who removed that one? First of all, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Student. Yep. yep. And then two, it took a burden off the parents. Like, to, cause there's some, the way it is now, some of that stuff we did back in the 1900s is pretty legit. Yeah, back in the 1900s. <laughs> we that was a whole century ago. Too, right. About, like, don't mess with Texas. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, that was a yeah. great one. I don't yep. know where that went. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the definitely the seatbelt one. Mm-hmm. The seat, the buckle up, but, you know. Uh, the, click it or ticket. Click it or ticket. Yeah. So, yeah. So, click it or ticket, which um, I became a spokesperson for click it or ticket uh, for the state of Texas. That next year. The following year. They, uh, they chose Kaylee as their the story they wanted to highlight for that campaign. And um, it, it ended up being the most successful campaign they've ever done. And so they ended up bringing us back the, the following year and did something different, you know, it was, but it was still about Kaylee. And Well, that first year, as hard as it was, it was very impactful because they would set up these bleachers and all on all the bleachers, it, they painted white tennis shoes. So they collected a pair these... of tennis shoes from every death in Texas right, from the families of, of, yeah, yeah. of every, um, so it was a pair of white shoes. They had these bleachers and it was all set up. They were all spray painted white. And then they used Kaylee's as, uh, they, yeah. hers were pink. And so hers kind of stood out. But, um, but to see that visual of all these empty pairs of shoes and people should be standing in those mm-hmm. shoes, you know, if they had been wearing their seatbelt. There was over, it was like a thousand pairs of shoes, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's just. I mean, I'll put like a kill switch in the car that activates with that seatbelt. You know the technology's there. It's yeah, just it's, uh, it's got it's, it's there. We have I mean, stuff on a different planet. <laughs> right. I'm so, I mean, we're going to Mars, bro. I mean, exactly. Like, <laughs> That's my point. Like there, there is a Tesla floating in space. My car yeah. dings if even in the back seat. Like mm-hmm. if yeah, I have mine a box, does too. a heavy box or something yep. sitting yep. on a back seat. Um, say like in a little thing. The, the and all the training on. that we do, all professional drivers, race car drivers, all professional pilots, first thing you do when you get in there is you buckle it. When you, you get learn in the saddle, to, learn to wear your seatbelt. You put that on. Yep, yep. I mean, it's it's important for sure. 
Yeah, it's like it's it's like this. You know, you're you're gonna be in a crash at some point. I mean, most people. If you start driving when you're 16, you're gonna be in a. Chances of you being in a crash by age 30 are almost 100. percent And it might be a minor crash. It might be a major crash. You don't really get to decide that, but it's it's gonna happen. And you'll probably be in a few crashes in your life. It's coming. You know, it's gonna happen. It's it's like getting on a roller coaster and not putting that thing down. You know that 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 harness down. I mean. Well, that's a perfect example of why you want to have that on. Yeah. Because if you've never been on a roller coaster, if you, if you didn't have that, yeah. you, matter of fact, you don't even step on that sucker. You you make sure that right. thing is on there. I, 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 when I was riding, sure, I was just double check. That's right. <laughs> Same thing needs to apply when you jump in that car out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, just you as... click it and then you pull on it, see if yeah, you it. Especially if it's got a motor in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that click it or ticket is a big, it, that, that has to do with enforcement. Uh, law enforcement, it's a big push that law enforcement does. It's also, you know, raising awareness, but it's, it's, um, you know, they're out there writing tickets. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. right? It goes that's both not, ways, but I understand. That that's not what we're about. Check, check. I get yeah. that. Yeah, we're, we're, I get that. We're, but you have to pair education. I get it. With enforcement to be effective. Hey, you remember it like that too, because no one likes to get in trouble. They, 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 they're, that's why we do it like that. It's like, hey, you, you either deal with the cop or you deal with death. Trust me, you want to deal with either one of those. Right, right. And, and I, honestly, I never, like I said, I never wore my seatbelt before, and I could give, I could give two craps less about a ticket. Uh, uh, you know, I will pay every ticket you can throw at me. I would pay to have my daughter back. You know, and so I try. To, that's the message that I try to when I go speak at high schools or or speak to groups of people. You know, I try. We, we're coming from a different perspective. It's like, who do you? Who do you buckle up for at home that loves you, that's counting on you to make it home safe? You know, it's like somebody, there's somebody that cares deeply about you. There's somebody that, that, that is depending on you to make it home. And, and that's, that's why you do it. You, you don't, you don't do it because really, you're going to get a ticket. We're really trying to get them to really like comprehend and understand and not come to them as like, we're talking down to them. We're, really trying to like really get them to think and understand like why it's important, not just because you get a ticket. It's time to talk about your financial wingman, Navy Federal Credit Union. As a member-owned not-for-profit institution, Navy Federal puts you at the heart of everything they do. You can enjoy low fees, great rates, and 24-7 access to award-winning customer service. As a member, you can save up to $473 per year just by banking with them. And their savings rate is nearly double the industry average. Navy Federal members with the cash rewards card can even earn up to 1.75% cash back on every single purchase using the direct deposit. You can use the mobile app to redeem these rewards instantly and super easily, which is very user-friendly. It's awesome to navigate. You can learn all about this and more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal is insured by the NCUA and membership is required. Message and data rates may apply and at Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Yeah, no, it's the first question at all. Right. Yeah. It's part of the procedure. Mm-hmm. Like there's everything that you do in every every part of your life. When you jump when you jump on that ride, you got to put that on. Right. 
So well, and, at what point did y'all start the actual foundation? It was pretty Almost quick. immediately. I mean, we applied for, a, I knew, I knew right away that I wanted to do a scholarship, you know, and I, I didn't, the way that the, the way that the foundation has evolved is it wasn't the initial concept. I mean, it has evolved into way, uh, way more than we ever thought it would, would be, but it started off as, Hey, I want to, I want to do a scholarship. That was immediate. Like that was within days. Uh, I want to do a scholarship. It's amazing what you think of when you're, when you, when you're up for, you know, 48 hours, uh, or actually more, I think it was like oh, yeah, three sure. days. Yeah, where yeah, I, that's when it comes in. Yeah. I was up for like three days. I couldn't sleep. And so I'm just got all these thoughts racing through my head. How, how are we going to carry out her legacy and things like that? But scholarship was one. I was like, you know, there's, there's money that we were going to pay for college for her. You know, who, who are we going to help, uh, realize their dreams in her memory? And then, um, and then after talking to that group of kids on the side of the road, I realized we need to raise more awareness. You know, we need to prevent other families from, from going through this tragedy. And, and so we threw our, big, our first big fundraiser a couple months after. Well, someone um, threw a benefit for yeah, us. Um, that was yeah, there was a, a, bareback. a, a promoter, uh, his, name's, his name's Charlie Diggs. He, he uh, put together this great lineup of artists that came out and they did a lot of fundraising. They raised over $100,000 um, and they, um, you know, donated it. I mean, it all got donated to the foundation. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, that was kind of our kickstart, but we were like, we were getting money coming in from all over. We're like, what are we going to do with it? Like, like this is, there's a lot of families out there hurting, you know, that, so we want to prevent these tragedies, but we also want to be there when the tragedy does happen, you know, cause these tragedies are going to happen. And so, uh, so we're, we're kind of on both sides of the coin. And then we're also trying to develop our, our youth to grow up and become leaders. And, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, uh, just by the way, our scholarship is designed in the whole process. Um, it, 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 it achieves our mission by them raising awareness in their community. So, um, which I want to talk about the scholarship for a second. Yeah. It's, and, um, it's, it's one of a kind they have, it's not really about, I mean, yes, grades are important. Test scores are important, but that's only about 25% of it. You know, they, they have to do a campaign. They have to put together a campaign that's measurable, that they, um, uh, they can measure their impact in their community of how many people they reached. They have to conduct surveys. They have to, do social media campaigns and, and come up with their own creative ways of, of, of reaching, you know, reaching people. And so, um, but then they also have to interview a parent or a set of parents that have lost a, their teenager in a, in a car crash that wasn't wearing their seatbelts. And then they have to write an essay about it. So that whole process just cha it changes their lives. Um, it's something that they, they never forget, and they they make they're able to make a huge impact. Whether they're the big winner of the uh, whether whether they're the winner of the big scholarship, mo uh, I don't think we've turned down any kid yet. I mean, everybody's gotten something for participating, um, but of course there is there is those big scholarships. Last year we were able to do a full ride scholarship. Um, I hope we were able to continue that as um, you know every year. And so, um, so yeah, that's that's um, that's a that's something that we've grown. One of our programs that we've grown over the last several years, um, and then the family assistance thing is is big. I mean, we're 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 able to step in and help pay for uh, funeral costs, medical costs, um, you know, send care packages, just just things that that we know those families need. That we because we've been through this, so we we know, um, and, and you know, a big part of that was I, I mentioned earlier that there was another kid 
that that had passed away a couple of weeks before our daughter. And uh, his name was Tyler Spillman, and our daughter was very close with Tyler, and she was she was pretty tore up about it. But uh, we didn't know Tyler, we didn't know his family. But we're at we're at Kaylee's funeral, and Tyler's parents showed up and and came and introduced themselves and. You know they're they're hurting. They just buried their son the week before, and they're here. They are at, at our funeral, our daughter's funeral, supporting us, and that meant the world to us. I mean that, that and to be able to connect with somebody that's going through the same thing we're going through, we wanted to provide that and create that kind of community, and so uh, that's really where the the family assistance thing was was. It was kind of inspired by that. I think you're thing. alone. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's the worst. Yeah. Yep. I mean, suffering is one thing. Suffering by yourself is completely different. It's, yeah, and, and that, that I mean, was such I mean, a game you have changer. a lot of support, you know, of people, but until you have been in that position, yeah. like, you don't really know, you know, the, the, the club, ins and outs. Everyone and, try, I mean, we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think nope. it's brilliant. Use, like, the scholarship is an incentive to keep your friends alive. Yes. And, and strangers. I mean, just... Become champions. Yeah, there's no better advocate for that than other young people. You know who preaches that? So five and five and six year olds, first graders, second graders. They're the most. They're the best. The best. The best. You hit them with that, and they take it straight to the house. It's all they have to talk about. Yep. All they have to talk, and then they remember it as it's the one thing that gets stuck in their head. I love same way with us. They hit hit us with those certain little deals, but at that. Because the whole big screen's new to you and all the verbiage coming in, that's when you, when you get them. Those like those that. kids are the the most passionate. They are, and they're the best salespeople. Best salespeople. <laughs> they'll talk to strangers. They'll, they'll yeah. yell at somebody. Hey, Bucky, you see? Because it's good yeah, for you. This year we have an amazing crew that works for our foundation, and they really got into the elementary schools. Like this year, I mm-hmm. think was probably our biggest. Yep. And those kids were so on it you know and they would go home to their parents and uh, some somewhere some some way we would meet some parents and they're like oh my gosh like my kid they you won't know. shut up about it and they get to tell their parents what to do yeah. you need exactly. to wear your seatbelt yeah. yeah. right. yeah. yeah. so, and when you're, you're hearing it like from that. a seven year old to yell at your yeah. parents at a young age these are the things you can yeah. actually get away with yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. Do it so respectfully. True. Right. <laughs> you know, sir, ma'am, but you right. know, uh, absolutely. No, it was it made it like even that much more, you know, impactful and ways for us to get to those adults who, you know, are a little bit more stubborn. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, if you can if you can um if you can convince a uh you know, six year old, seven, eight, nine, ten year old, I mean it, they're gonna it's gonna affect everybody around them. They're gonna take it to their friends, their family. Um you know, our school program something we're very proud of. I mean, last year we were able to hit a milestone of getting at least one school district in every in all 50 states on board with our um, our school program. And so, so now that we're pretty much nationwide with the school program, now we just need to grow that, and and we want to be in you know we want to be in every school. So that's that's our ultimate goal. So do you have like a book on it or what, what does the school program? Well, there's, there's different, there's different like levels. Going through the school board and come down. Yeah. Through, so yeah, you have to get approval from the school yeah. and then um, we have speakers that go, there's a little video. It's virtual. And then there's we a also virtual have, program. There's a, there's also a live in person program. And we have uh, like little coloring books and uh, little contests. Yeah. Con- coloring, little contests. coloring contests, like just things like that. 
um, poem. We had a poem contest last year yeah, that was there real, was one that was real successful. They were actually um, really good. And um, yeah, I mean the the another thing we do in high school is the seatbelt checks, and I think this is this is really cool because it gets you know the the some of the student organizations, student council, student. Uh, HOSA, which is, uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's basically the future mm-hmm. doctors and people that are going into the healthcare industry. Uh, these student clubs and organizations, um, we have the blueprint and we'll, we'll go out and train them on how to do this and uh, partner with law enforcement, whatever law enforcement agency is, is kind of over that school district. Um, sometimes there's a parent that has lost a kid that those kids know and we get them involved um, to where so basically what it is, is uh, we, we go and we take statistics. It's like a blind study of, of how many kids are wearing their seatbelts when they leave the parking lot mm. of their high school. Yeah. And then we do the school program, and then we go back and we do another observation to see what the impact was. You know, um, when we first started it, it was more of a, a, a public, um, it was kind of more of a, I wouldn't say public spectacle, but it was more of a public thing where, we had parents and students walking through the parking lots as the kids are waiting to get out of the parking lot, you know, yeah, talking yeah. to them. And it, and it just, it just was kind of chaos and, and, um, it was impactful, but it was like, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's rethink this. And so, so these seatbelt checks are, are now really designed to see what the impact of our program is. And, and usually by the time, um, by the time we're done with the school program, it's, it's, it makes such a big difference. I mean, the percentage of, and the increase in seatbelt uses. Oh, you got phenomenal. to incentivize kids. It's yeah. Like, yeah, man. If, if like, put that camera at the end. It's like if if you guys go three semesters or three months with everyone wearing seatbelts, we'll give you a day off. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, you are... teenagers with that logic. Oh yeah. Like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. yeah. Extra Let's day vacation. Okay. <laughs> seatbelt on. Don't you're on to something. And they will yell at each other if they don't do it. You're you're and definitely. You can put a big screen up in the high school. For when everyone's pulling in, they'll be like, let me catch somebody not wearing that damn seatbelt. You know yep. That's a really good idea. You know what I'm talking about? If you, because where I got that is the 82nd Airborne has a sign at the base that says if they can go 82 days without killing somebody, they'll get a weekend off. <laughs> they, I'm not kidding. We have a <laughs> God bless the 82nd, man. They've been around a long time. They're just a tough breed, but whatever. But my point with that is, is like if you teach yeah, that, if you give them something like that, they'll, they'll just do it. Yeah, totally yeah. That's period. Really I mean, it's they won't even they won't even motivation. think twice about it. Motivation to give them a day off mm-hmm. every three months or whatever it is, they'll do it. Yeah, or we, you know, we could. What What are the kids like these days? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, they're all into. I mean, back when Kaylee was, there, they used to, they love Starbucks. You know, um, there's, yeah, have something catered to the school. Right. When you said yeah. something earlier, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. Yeah. I never thought about. It. I was like, when you have like a, a every day, there's a, a a teacher that comes in. That you have one class where there's a random teacher that comes in and teaches you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one thing about like gun safety. One thing about car safety. Right. Stuff right. Like that. Yep. But if you implement that, those kind of standards, and this is the only reason I know this works because it works with seals. Like the alpha is the most elite. It's like you yep. got to give them a bribe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bribe them. <laughs> you got to bribe them. <laughs> yep. Hey, it's not. And, and it's not. A, it is. I mean, it, it I bet Chick Fil A or. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I bet, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we're gonna Chick Fil A or Raisin Cane's has. They would oh, definitely yeah. partner with purpose. you. Yes. Yeah. In, yeah. in fact, actually, yeah, we Chick- do Raisin Cane's. Raisin Cane's has been really good to us. And then you make a competition between two schools. There you go. Yeah. And once you start doing that, because the social media makes it a lot easier to connect them, you can connect connect the screen. And have stats. 
you could make this like a wager thing. Like how many kids you gonna? <laughs> I'm just saying. Actually, I'm, glad, I'm glad this is recording because I'm, I'm gonna go, a very good I'm gonna go idea. back and uh, we're gonna do some more brainstorming. We're gonna have These a board meeting. So freaking smart. They are. Like, they're way ahead of us on that. Yeah, let let them figure it we're out. We're the last of the getting your yeah. faces kicked in by the old like having to figure it out kind of deal. I mean, we don't you, know anything. If you ask my teenager, we don't nothing. Right. We don't know anything. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Be teenagers, bro. I got a 12 year old thinks I'm the dumbest son bitch on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried he, to. He's looked at me like I'm. I don't know what that look looks like. I give it all the time. And he yeah, gave it to me. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Uh, yeah, I got so another one over here too, man. Just probably way smarter than me, man. But and her too. But my point with that is, remember when we were kids though? If someone would have oh, yeah. dropped that on us, I'd have been yeah. like, shit, man. Yes, that is I've, true. It's very true. I, I mean, my, my my parents didn't know anything either. Yeah. Not until I not until I had kids. Then yeah. then they became then geniuses. Gods. Yeah. 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 My yeah. father is a god to me now. <laughs> God rest his soul. It's it's uh yeah. it's pretty incredible. Um, you know that whole that whole cycle of life, man. It's, it's Bro, I mean we're laughing and having a good time in here, but you're lost. I, like when I said earlier, no, I speak especially when death's around. I'm real funny about how I I'm, talk about it, but I mean when you guys got into an organ a club, a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Not not one well, we asked to be on. Never have to. Yeah, I can feel the weight in the heart, like because because of that. But that daughter and the kid thing is completely different. That y'all and not only did you deal with it, there's a saying we have. It's like, hey man, you you you're gonna get a cross put on you. You better pick it up, and carry it, right? Yeah. How, how you gonna carry that sucker? Mm-hmm. And when when y'all got y'all's put on you, they're heavy. They got the heaviest one of all. A, a child dying. It's mm-hmm. only I don't wish it on my worst enemy. That, that kind of that's like a god pain. It's the best way I can describe that, and you guys did it magnificently, and the way you give back and you continue to honor her memory, and we all know who she is. Mm-hmm. So, with that point, and it's just, it's like taking a role as a parent for all of our kids, because some of us, I heard something the other day that hit me like a ton of bricks, and I've seen this movie a million times. It goes, the word, the there's something far worse than a bad man down here, and it's the um, indifference of good men. Mm. And I, I didn't even know what that meant until recently. And when I when he, I heard it loud and clear when they said it that time, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah, all right, good dudes rally up, and we when we get hit, we don't go back down. We damn sure don't stand still. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean that was that was the I had a choice to make, mm-hmm. you know, and it was it, it was either wallow in suffering and pain, which which that's going to be there anyway. Anyways, it's going to be so there either way. There. So. I mean, what what are you gonna do? You gonna do something positive with it, or are you gonna just let it let it bring you down, or let it let it destroy you? And I wasn't gonna let it destroy me. I was gonna, uh, you know, the motivation for me was to make sure. And I'm sure you've, and I know you've heard this, but you know, we all die two deaths, and then the first one is when we leave this earth, and and the second one is when nobody remembers your name. And as a parent. I, I'm I'm not gonna let her die again. You know I failed her the first time, and my, you know Dad's job is to protect their kids, and I feel like you know, uh, it, it just just I, I don't know if I'll ever get over it, but feel like I let her down in that regard. But it's not gonna happen again. I mean, as a father, I got the look. I don't, that's a heavy weight. You, look, if you had to get delivered to me for this one reason, right at this very moment, right there, don't put that weight on you, man. Yeah. No, it's it's tough, man. And I've, I know I've, nothing I can say. It. Well, I get that because I, I'm standing here with you, and I don't I don't know a pain that you know, but, but I you can know see, you know I can see you know pain, face, man. I can pain see is it. pain. Yeah, yeah, pain is pain, man. And however, get your ass there. Just don't don't do that part. All right, bro. I mean, for for God's sake, you and how you know that 
is when you're sitting here describing how she went down that blink of an eye second, some people are, some of the angels down here only get a little bit. You're right. And then, no, I am right. This is how this works. If They'll get pulled back quick. So the rest of us have to stay in here. So don't feel sorry for something that got pulled back early. And there's nothing you could have done. Nothing you could do about that. That was. You're right. And that's yeah. the, that's, that's that not, the one thing. On, that, on, that is not on you at all. Man. I've played this scenario in my head. Uh, there's there's an infinite uh, cho- amount of choices that could have, you know, you, you just pick one. I mean, you, you can't play that game because who's to say that, you know, I'm one kidding, thing, man. I mean, that that all roads didn't lead to here anyway. Right, right. I mean, so we did that a long time. Sure, though, yeah. You know, and. Yeah, I mean it's 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 uh you, you know, still, I will say, you're always gonna have your regrets, but you know, that that weight you have to, you know, like you can't have that anymore. And that it's hard to like change that mindset. No, but it but but that is motivation for me is to is to make sure no, that's that, a that thing you can't play. Yeah, it's, it's in that in that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that. if I'll ever shake that, but yeah. it's it I will say this. Um none of this would have been possible. Or, you know, if I wouldn't have forgave the kid that was driving the car, mm-hmm. you know, that that's finding forgiveness in your heart oh, is yeah, probably the hardest. I didn't know, you know, I get people that come to us and say, oh, I don't know how you do it. You know, and you probably heard this before. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Man, if you'd asked me six years ago and you'd have told me your daughter's going to, you're, you're going to lose your daughter and you're going to go on to do great things and you're going to go on to do do this and that and build this amazing foundation and company and all this stuff. I would have said you're crazy. I, if I lose my daughter, I'm a, that's the end of me. You know, that that's that's the mentality that I would have had. So I get it when I hear people say I don't know how you do it because I I'm, I'm like I'm I'm with you. I don't know if I would have I would have I would have been asking the same questions yeah. uh 6 years ago. So uh, Well, he was not in the very beginning. He, no. It David wasn't right away. told the family, like, you're, you're not coming to the funeral. Like, I don't want to see you. I don't want oh, to sure. anything. Mm-hmm. But we also you are. Start talking about like after. Oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that. I, I get that. I wanted them dead. I understand that. I, 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 I mean, just, that's, that's just the instinct you thing, said right? That's, that's just the instinct the thing. Was it the kid the that was white the, at I get the that. scene? That's normal, man. That yes. you're saying that yes. was. that was him. He was the driver. But I will say this. I love that kid with with everything. I mean, I. He's he's a big part of our family. I mean, like his family and our family are, are close, things. and and I you know we we want the best for that kid and and he loved Kaylee. He loved so much. he loved they our daughter. Close, There's nothing know, I can do to make it worse yeah. that he's already put on himself. Right. You know I mean, I mean I, he suffers more we've, than we've tried. We've tried everything to try to you know, and he's doing well. You know, and I'm glad he is, but he struggles, and and we try to do anything we can to you know lighten that load for him. But um, did you pull it off of him? Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, yeah, no, no, absolutely. No. Did you, you sat him down, looked him square in the face. Absolutely, I hug, gave him a big hug, and told him I loved him, and I and I and I have I've talked to him. It was actually the day of the funeral. The day of he the said, funeral. "I'm calling him. He's he needs to come." All right. I, I was like, "We're not going into he this funeral." He won't shake that unless you do that. Yeah. I'm not right. going into right. this right. funeral with hatred in my heart. I'm going. I'm going to send my daughter off to to the Lord and, and to be in heaven, and, and I'm not going into this with hatred in my heart. And I thought about all the bad things that I've done in life, yeah. all the mistakes that I've made, all yeah. of the, I've done way worse and got away with it, you know, and, and done way stupider things than, than, than that. You know, it just, it just didn't, didn't go, didn't go his way, you know, and, and I, so my whole life flashed before my eyes. I'm sitting there shaving, getting ready for the, for the memorial service. And, and, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, it just, 
all those bad things I've done, all those stupid choices that I've made and, and, and got away with. And I was like, you know what? It's not fair. I'm a Christian. Uh, what is the foundation of my, my, my faith is, is it's the Lord's prayer is, is, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, you know? And it's like, how can I stand before God and ask him to forgive me if I'm not willing to forgive? And that's, that was the end of that's, that's, that all played through my head in, in a, in a moment's time. And I, and I looked at her, I said, I know what I need to do right now. She was like, they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm calling Jared's dad right now. And, um, called him up, said, I want, I want, I want you to know that I forgive your son. I want him to know that if he wants to come pay his respects, say his goodbyes, we're going to welcome him with open arms. We're going to love on him. We're going to tell him, tell him it's going to be okay. We forgive him, you know, and that, that was the first step, you know, that's, that's towards, towards us, you know, finding any kind of peace and comfort and healing. So, um, I encourage anybody out there that's listening to this. If there's somebody in your life that you're holding hate, hatred or, or a grudge on, just just please consider forgiving that person. I mean, you don't doesn't mean you have to be friends with them. Doesn't mean you have to, um, you know, uh, be a part of their lives. But just let it go. Yeah, it's gonna eat you up. So, how's your son doing? I mean, I would love to say that he's doing great. Um, you know, he struggles. I mean, he's, 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 I feel like he's a little lost. He compartmentalized uh, it for a long time. So he became very quiet, very, everything was internalized. And, um, it's honestly been just recently, we've found an amazing therapist and she's really like helping him. And he's like, I'm ready to start working through it. And so that, you know, he's had uh, his struggles this last year has been tough for him, but, um, you know, he's just, he's just, uh, I think he's shoved everything down for so long and hasn't really uh, processed it and kind of through therapy, he's, he's, he's learning a lot about himself. And, and I think one of the things we've learned is, um, is that uh, he always, you know, he, he was doing this, he, he felt like he was doing his part. Trying to be strong. By being strong yeah. and not putting anything else on his parents that he sees sure. are struggling. And so he tried, he, he tried to, he just tried to shove it all down for too long, and it just. That's how you know you got a up. good one. Yeah, I mean he's a great kid. If he swallowed that, he's got a big heart. Doesn't let that out of him. That's exactly what that is. He's a, he's a great young man, and 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 um, I think he's got a bright future. Yeah, but. just get him back out there, kick him in the butt, get him, get him. Yeah, dog in the <laughs> yeah. You know, that's been that, the that's other struggle. You got to kick him in the ass and get him back out well, there. Well, that, that's if that's what he did. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yep, yep. And that's you know and that's been a struggle. It's not fair to him that you know we we are parents that are trying to parent him with the fear of you know we've already oh, gone yeah, through right. it once and it's yeah. and so it's we because now he's because now yeah. he's driving does that, it exactly. I never even thought of it that way. How about until, that? You know, I'm talking about like he, you know, that's got to hit him hard too. So yep, reciprocates. Well, now I think whenever um, he turned seventeen, that was four days. You know, after. Well, she was, he realized that he now has outlived her. Mm. And I think that really that, hit that was him. That a trigger for him. Yes, that but. really hit him hard. And, and David and I struggle because I am like, you know, I'm very fearful. So I'm like, you know, staring at my life 360. I'm like so much on oh, top of Oh, she's hawking him. him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man, you got to let it go, and he's baby. like, okay, like you're going to have to like, pull back because you're driving him crazy and I'm, it's not fair to him you know and so i've i've been having to try to kind of learn that too you know it's scary but 
you know, you can't. But it's always going to be there, especially oh, you've been down. Now Now it's real for us. It's like, you know, a lot of a lot of parents are, you know, it's never going to happen to me. And, and we never in a million years thought it would happen to us. But now that it has and we realize that it's, this is real and it just puts a whole new level of, of fear in you. But, um, you know, it's something, you know, we I think we're we're doing all right. What advice do you give to other families that have lost children? We we have really close friends that have lost a child. Um, and there's this struggle that marriages go through mm-hmm. after that. And a lot of them don't make it. Right. What do you Therapy. I, I'm not a, I was never a guy. Um, never really into the, into that. Didn't just, just wasn't into it, but it got to a point where it was like, I don't want to lose you. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's figure out how to communicate with each other. Communication is a big one. Cause he didn't want to say things that would upset me, and I didn't want to say things that would upset him, so we just kind of didn't really talk a whole lot. But therapy, they you know they deal with grief and things like that, and so they can help you with tools. Give me the tools. I mean, to like take out and you know practice at home, and it has really helped us a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I've yeah, like I said, I've never been a fan of you know, sitting on a, sitting on a couch, pouring my heart out or anything, but like, it's, it's, uh, it's when it comes to her, I mean, she's my everything she's, and, and, and this is worth, this is worth uh, fighting for and, and worth doing whatever it takes to, to make this last. Takes pain for them. Mm-hmm. But they, you're right. They take pain for us. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I, I mean that, yeah, when you go through something tough in your life, it puts a strain on all your relationships. And yeah. I think it's communication and grace, you know, cause David and I also don't grieve the same way, so you kind of have to give each other grace, you know, and and understand, like, this is what you need, and I'm going to be here for you, even though maybe it's not what I want to do or, or, you know. That's a great point. So Well, and you're never going to be in sync on where you're at. I didn't think about that. Most most couples, when you meet and you, and you get together and you get married, the one thing you haven't gone through together is that part. Yeah. Yep. The grief. Yep. Yeah. It's like we almost tell them to get a puppy first. <laughs> just to see how one reacts right. so you can learn because yeah. if one because I get quiet when I get pissed right yep something bad me too out so of me, I, you know guys like us we shut down yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and that's you. just because you don't want to hear what comes out of that yeah you, you don't want to regret what <laughs> you got yeah, exactly. to say I mean we have the ability to change the way you completely look at me yeah right and when you have that kind of ability then you got to learn how to like keep it in the holster sheath that that weapon because it, we grew up like that Right. And when you put us in a situation like that, we can't physically fight. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, that's immediately taken away from yeah, us. Yeah, that's off the table. But you, we got to get it out of there somewhere. And, and the, the ones around us are the ones we love the most. This is the hardest thing for guys like us, man. I, oh, yeah. I will say, I will say, like, the, the understanding that, like, there is moments where I'm okay and she's not, or, there, or vice versa. And, um, just being there, just, you know, just being there for that person and, uh, learning. Yeah. Like knowing when to, when to keep your mouth shut, yeah. you know, but not oh, the, try to find that, that there's a fine line. There's gotta be a balance. It's like, when do I keep my mouth shut and when do I say something? And so those are the kind of things that we went to therapy to learn. And, um, I think, I think it's really helped us. Um, and, uh, so to, to answer your question, I'm not an expert. I know what's, um, uh, I, you know, the, the best advice that I would I would have is work on your communication. Yeah. You know, work on how to communicate with each other effectively and 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 find out what needs need to be met on both sides. Well, thank y'all for sharing your story. I mean, that I'm 
cried through the whole thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and no, it's yeah, I, I'm highly emotional. You, what, what do we need to do? To yeah, make sure how can that... people help your foundation? In... Um, the best way I think is go to KayleeMillsFoundation.org, and everything's on there. It shows everything we've done. It it has dates on there for things that are coming up. It talks about the scholarships, about Kaylee. I mean, the best way that people can help us is by having a conversation, you yeah. know, with their loved ones about buckling up. about buckling up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's really, you know, ask yourself why. You know, there's you always got to find out what what is your why. What, why do you do this? What or or who? Um, who in your life would miss you the most if something happened to you? And that's. That's how I mean. It's just it's, all this is. All, raising awareness is just. It's about creating conversations and reminding people what's important. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're on social media, YouTube, whatever. You know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else is out there. I'm sure we have. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's, well, it's grown a lot bigger than y'all know. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it and I, that's 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 a that's an honor to to know that. And we hear these stories. This is this is another motivation is hearing. Uh, these stories of people that that reach out and they say, "Hey, I was in a crash, and I had my seatbelt on, and I may not have had my seatbelt on had I not heard your story." You know, and so those are the those are those that, that's the fuel that keeps us going. So a glimpse into the future of what how many lives your daughter would have touched, right? She's still doing that. I would have never so imagined imagine that. Never would have imagined, and yeah, I'm excited to see where this thing goes in the next. She must have been something. Mm-hmm. She, she definitely was. And and I I will say this: the the community that rallied around. This thing was, it's not, it's not because of me. Right. It's not because of her. Yeah. It's because of who she was. Yeah. And, and she was just a genuine person. Every That's time it. I talk I like, about no. her, I'm yep. like, I wish you'd have gotten to know her. Like she was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I know everybody probably says that about their kids, you know? Yeah. Like, every, every parent thinks that I about mean, their kids. And, and, and I'm not discounting that no. or saying that our kids better than anybody else's, no. but she definitely was someone that you would remember for sure. Like just, she was that, she had that personality. Well, that's who God takes too to teach lessons and to Very help true. others. And that is a lesson that I have really struggled with, but I'm, I'm really starting to come to terms with. You know, this is like, this is what she's meant to do. You know, like this is her she purpose. She is able so. to impact way more lives yeah. now than I think. I mean, than I think she would have had she had she, she lived out her life. Yeah, a marker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It I hits mean, harder when something like that gets removed. Yes. With the losses that he's endured in the SEAL teams, a lot of the guys, I mean, they were just like the best guys. Yeah. And, yeah. So you got to take what they stood for. Yeah. Like he's one of them bring out one thing in there. Yeah. Like the guy's like, hey, when that sucker walks in, you know something right. happens to you. Right. Like it, it can just light you up. Yep. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to come across and be around them is the best. Exactly. 100%. You're fortunate enough. Most of us aren't fortunate enough to be around them. So when they do, when they finally get taken back, you got to take what they left you. Right. That's the only reason why they're here. Mm-hmm. When they say, when we were growing up, I was like, hey, man, you just got a sign to watch out for her. Yeah. That's Jesus' kid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like, she we was got to make here. sure this is what we do. They're here for this amount of time. We don't even know that. Right. How long they're here for. Nope. We don't get to decide we don't that decide either. decide that and don't play it off like, oh, I, I would have been paying attention more. Don't put that on you either. Yep. Right. This is like, I mean, get, up, get done, when it gets done, then when she's removed, which by the way you sound, by the way you told me of what happened, that's exactly, sounds to me like she was a blessing to have her, and she got pulled out Absolutely. quickly. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would give anything to have her back. Sure. But, it, it, but at the same time, you know, making the best out of, out of a 
out of, of, of a terrible situation is a choice. And, and that's the choice we've made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all again for coming on. I want to thank Lou Matasso too, for introducing us yes. to y'all for the podcast. Ava, Ava Lucia, thank you yes. so much. Of course. Yes. I'm just, I'm really thank, thankful y'all that y'all were able to make it out today um, and took time out of y'all's very busy schedule, um, especially just, you know, the new year being right around, right, right around the corner. Um, I really just want to thank y'all for, for coming out and, and doing this um, for me and for, for everyone that's going to be watching this. Speaking of new year, I wanted to, I wanted to ask y'all a question. Um, you know, what, what is, what is something that you want to start doing in 2024? Stop doing and continue doing. And I'll let you answer that, Ava, Lucia. Oh, shoot. Um, definitely just being, I guess, I want to continue being just a, a positive person and in my friends' lives, uh, my family's lives, and everything like that. Being that person that someone can lean on in, in difficult situations has always been something that I loved being there for people. So that's definitely something um, I want to continue and, and get better at. Probably something I'm going to leave in 2023 is... Uh, doubting myself. I have a lot of, a lot of issues with, with that, but I think it's, it's time, you know, I'm, I turn 18 in literally 10 days. So, um, it's, it's time that I, I put those childish kind of things away and I I start coming into myself as a, as an adult. That's awesome. That's perfect. Don't get, don't, don't get too much of in a rush to to grow up. (laughs) She's way more grown up than I ever was even close to being when I was her age. She's way ahead of me too. I remember seeing them when we were growing up. Yes. How long, how long y'all known each other? Since she was probably nine or so. Now she tutors my kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She tutors the little ones in the... This is not a knock on our teachers, but the teachers have asked me what's different in their lives because they couldn't teach them how to learn these math problems, but she can get them to figure it out. And it, she's amazing. Have you seen how they do math these days? That's why I couldn't. I I can't. Our (laughs) own teachers can't even teach them, but she's able to sit down with the kids and they went from... Damn near failing to all A's just in a few so you know, I learned a months lot of, of quarantine her tutoring them. But if you oh, want yeah. a kid That's to, nice. to learn something, really put a nice kid a little that. bit older than them or a young adult in the room with them, and they'll pick it up quick. Yeah. yeah. Mainly because they want to look cool. They'll go pay attention. When she walks in the door, kids are like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And she says something like, oh, I got that. I'm like. I tried to beat that in your head for an hour. That's that's not just with academics. That's with sports too. Anything. I mean anything. Yeah. Yep. If you just put those kids a little bit, that's why the mentorship, yep. and that's probably why we put them in grades next to each other as well, right? But it sure enough. But I do think there's something special about Lou because we had so many tutors come in in and out of our doors before her. Like I hired online, like mm-hmm. all these different private tutors. Nothing got to them, but. She was. She not only explained it to where they were passing, she explained it to where they know how to do it and they can progress to the next thing without her. Now, yeah. so do you have any and they can teach tutoring? you. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I hire you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's so good at it. So I'm excited to see where she goes. Yes. Um, she wants to go to law school and do all the things, and I'm excited to watch her grow. Yep. Start, stop, continue. 
what are what are some oh, things that you'd want to start doing, stop doing, and continue doing in twenty twenty four? School. Yeah, we want to st- we want to start school. <laughs> uh, I what are we going to stop doing? But procrastinating on not getting back in there. Well, we, but we never really Started. committed. Yeah. Tough question for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was something we learned a few years ago that we've really gotten comfortable with, but it took us a while, is saying no. Because... That's hard. It's very hard because we're both givers. Yep. And we were at the point... I mean, from the time we got married up until a few years ago, we were giving so much that it was draining us Mm -hmm. and our family. And with y'all being in this role of nonprofit work, you can understand that mm-hmm. it's, it becomes, it's bigger than you, but you feel like you have to keep up. Yeah. And it was really taking a, a toll and everyone that we would, lo- that we love and friends with would ask us to do something. And all the things are special and right. meaningful. And we were saying yes to just accommodate everybody else. And it was probably two years ago or so. And I was like, we, we, gotta, we have to stop. We stop. We're going to burn ourselves that out was... if we don't stop. And even though we're going to come across mean or whatever, and people did not like it, um, but we're finally at a, at a pace that we're comfortable with. And so even though it's a few years old, that was the biggest thing in our lives were, and I have to say no for him because he doesn't like saying <laughs> right. no. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. So I'm the I'm the bad guy, and he'll say you have to ask my wife. And then I'm like, no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> she, took, she took the schedule. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It was. She's, she's the calendar lady yeah, in yeah. our family. Brilliant because yeah. I, I I really can't do anything. I, I can't yeah. make a move because if I say yes and something else on the books, exactly. then like, yeah. so they automatically have to kick over and talk to her. To her. And people get really upset, but. Yeah. When you're asking us to go to New York or California or whatever, and we're having to pay our own way, and we're having, and yes, it is for a good cause. Right. I believe in your cause. I think it's awesome. What you're doing for people is awesome. But you're, but there's so many out there. There's so many out there, and you're, we're having to take away from our little ones. We're Correct. missing their basketball games. We're missing their volleyball games. Right. All this kind of stuff. When you look up and you're at, some guy's kid's basketball game and not your own kid's yeah, basketball right. game yeah. while they're playing. Yeah, right. that's, that's time, time, to re- like, time to rethink uh, things. I think the, 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 giving, the giving things done. Right. Yeah, we, yeah done. we would go to these events and they would tag, like have us tag along to other things and we realized Wait a minute. they're just having us do their family things. They're not leaving their work to come do our family stuff that's a good point so i we finally had to just say no so from our thing for our stop it happened a few years ago but we're finally in that comfortable zone of just being like you know what our family is priority exactly that was mine somebody asked me this question yesterday and that's why i was like it was so impactful it took me a while to think about it but you know i was like you know one of the things i want to stop doing is putting putting work and 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 foundation stuff above what's right here in yes. front of me um, is, is my family and God. And then, um, you know, continue, continue um, being committed to the success of my team, but you can have it all. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can do both. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's a way that you can have it all. It's just. Yeah, dude, I, I heard some guy saying this the other day, and I've always said it as if I don't care if you're being a, bi- a billionaire or a biker, 
and they all like to sit around a campfire at the end of the day and tell talk stories and stuff like that. And then I heard something about an old fisherman, the old Japanese fisher story. He's like, this guy walks up. He's like, hey, you need to you need to get some people to work for you, catch more fish so you can feed more people, so you can earn a lot of money, so you can sit around and just fish <laughs> by yourself. And dude's like, hey, I can do that by myself. <laughs> exactly. I'm already so doing you that. make it exactly really hard, and then we get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And- is that Mr. Miyagi? Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> that man, believe it or not. Right? Hey, 80s movies were the best. <laughs> they were. They, they were. were. They were the best, we were man. watching those shows yesterday, all of the Karate Kids. So yeah, so for Christmas, like December, we got just Christmas movies. And then January, we were talking about this the other day. What do you watch for January? So I make it. It's James Bond, January. Nice. See, I've been wanting to do that. I have in my notes on my phone, like, Movies to watch we with Logan off the New Year's because with a James they, Bond they movie. were so much yeah, better. Yeah, James Bond January. So much you better. Throw some uh, Mission Impossible in there if you want to mix it up. But yep. there's 25 or 26. And go all the way. There's so wow. many of them. So James one, Bond. James Bond. Wow. So there's one a day. You can just put it on repeat. Right. <laughs> and then it covers. How many are and then there? in February rolls in. That's like romance, so you can get <laughs> I mean, into like yeah. you know all that. Is, it, just every month, I think, especially with America, I've appreciated this more and more. When you're kids, you don't have to have any concept of time. But here in the United States, we've dropped holidays in perfect timing. Like, right about the time you've been working too hard, you're like, hey, we got one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then movies go in that. Mm-hmm. Max asked me the other day, what's our next holiday? And I said, Valentine's Day. He goes, no, like a holiday that everybody celebrates across the world. I'm like, Valentine's Day? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they celebrate Valentine's Day? I, like, yeah. I forget sometimes that not everybody celebrates Christmas. You know, yeah. it's, I mean, like, that's not a thing in, in, in Asia. That's not a, really got. a thing, yeah. you know. Um, this, is, this is a pretty good place. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. When they say the American way, and, and we do have a way. If you, if you can slip into it, if you can break into it, if, you, if, if life pushes you into it. Like if we somehow, some American, like you get crushed into our way of life and you get in there and you can see it. It's magical. Until you get out of this country and go visit other countries, you don't. I don't think you can Truly fully appreciate, appreciate yeah. what we got here. Mm-hmm. And, and we like to travel, but we always like to come home. Yeah, yeah. You're getting in, in, in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> hey, we don't when ever we show up, like the biggest thing is when you pick up that phone, you you call. There's someone on the other end that'll show up in a uniform to identify themselves as to help you, mm-hmm. and either a big red truck or a police cruiser or something. I mean, it's. You, that's built on nothing more than just trust and love. Yeah. yeah. Money can't buy all that. Nothing. Yeah. We have that here. And it's very fragile. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's almost the glue that holds it together are the tragedies of the families that we live beside. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you, when some of us have to go out and do this while the others, doesn't matter where I had to go to suffer. I got, I left this country to suffer. I came back. You're suffering harder than I was. I don't know about that. So now we're sitting here having to go through this together. <laughs> yeah. So I know at two points of contact, man, there's some glue in there that's so damn strong. They won't let this place break. Yeah. Well, service always comes from tragedy. I mean, the reason yeah. people get up and do something to that help is, so true. is because mm-hmm. some something somewhere. is broken mm-hmm. somewhere. And there's some there's a fixer in there somewhere yeah. that wants yeah. to fix oh, no. it. Yeah. You know, that's. Amen. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's the people the best tools treasures magic. That's why we got different words for them. Like when that one shows up. It's it's magical what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of them show up. It's terrifying. Yeah, you don't want that guy <laughs> showing up. You don't want that guy showing up, <laughs> especially with them. That's, that's a real thing. Well, thank sure. y'all yeah, for thank coming you. on. Thank you guys yeah, so yeah. much. Thank you so much for we having us. Appreciate you. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year.